0: And we're back. Welcome to the preseason episodes of the Try Hard Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Steven, and I'm gonna give Brian co hosting duties today. Brian, how are you?
1: Doing pretty good. Well how do you how do you
0: feel? How do you feel about this new responsibility? I'm gonna give you co hosting duties. Have I not always been the co host? Well What what have I been doing all this time? I mean, you've been contributing. And you've been giving opinions and thoughts and expertise, but I feel like, I feel like you're ready for a label, like a new label, co-host, Brian, host, co co-host, co-hosts, Stephen and Brian.
1: Sound, I'm so honored.
0: It has a good ring to it. Well, that's our intro. Let's get to it. It was
1: fantastic. We're, it's preseason for us too.
0: The AFC-NFC East is what we'll be going over today. So that includes, for those of you like myself that don't actually know who's in what division, the AFC East is the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Where While the NFC East is the teams you see on Sunday Night Football that never really have a chance to go anywhere in the playoffs. Is that correct? That's
1: a pretty accurate way of describing it.
0: All right, so let's flip a coin. Or do you have a preference, AFC, NFC? I
1: mean, I like alphabetical, so AFC. I prefer,
0: I I, I get that. Let's do AFC first. So starting with the Buffalo Bills, I mean, let's get the cat out of the bag. Let's not beat around the bush. Matt Breda. How do you feel about Matt Breda this year? I mean, the same I f- as I feel about all the Bills running backs. I don't want to touch any of them. That's interesting because I know, I know some fantasy analysts last year were really high on Zach Moss, um, and would say that he didn't get a big enough opportunity, or that he got hurt, or that when he started to shine, like he either got injured or got replaced by Devin Singletary. So do you, th- I think that people are still going to be high on both the Devin Singletary and Zach Moss this year.
1: Yeah, I think Devin Singletary is probably going to have the highest average draft position ADP, but I think you're right. I think all the uh, content creators and, you know, quote unquote analysts out there are going to be saying Zach Moss is a target because he's better according to all the armchair quarterbacks and scouts out there. But this is a pass-first, pass-second team. None of these running backs are very good. Josh Allen and the receivers are are you know extremely good. I think the Bills are just going to be throwing the ball all the time.
0: So what about uh, new pickup Emmanuel Sanders? So, I, Do you think he takes over Cole Beasley's role, or do you think he's just like Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders just get three-quarters of what Cole Beasley got last year?
1: Yeah, I think something closer to that. I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to step into the role John Brown vacated, uh, though Brown dealt with some injuries last year, so he wasn't at full strength. And I think that bumped Beasley's numbers up. Uh, Not to mention, Beasley's had some well-documented issues with his refusal to take the COVID vaccine and has already uh, had to miss some practice time in the preseason.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, we don't get to decide. Like, this is a very personal decision a personal family like he needs to talk to his pastor he needs to talk to his his pd pedi- his family doctor and his family like this is a personal choice we can't go invading his privacy right
1: it's his personal choice but it comes with consequences for him his team and all of his fantasy managers out there uh he's a fringe player as it is and if I know a fringe player isn't vaccinated, I am not going to be drafting them on any of my teams because why take someone that has, you know, an increased risk, uh, risk of any random Friday being labeled out for a game because they were within six feet of somebody that tested positive. It's it's just not worth it to me uh, given the NFL's new protocols uh, that are, are fairly strict. So I mean, I'm not interested in Beasley Sanders could be interesting. I think he's a good late round flyer just because he has some upside. I think he's better than what he showed in new Orleans last season and was just limited by new Orleans scheme and drew breezes lack of arm strength. Uh, but with Josh Allen around, I don't think Stefan Diggs can take
0: 200 targets. So Sanders should get some work. Um, I disagree with that. I think Stefan Diggs could easily take 200 targets. And I think he would prefer to have 200 targets. I think he'd prefer it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, Stefan doesn't does even matter. I mean, we'll do our rankings later, but like Stefan Diggs finished the year last year as basically the number one wide receiver. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of iffy, but like in terms of yards and catches, wasn't he basically the number one wide receiver last year?
1: And I mean, he was the wide receiver three in all of fantasy. So behind just Devontae Adams and uh, I think Tyreek Hill. So... You know he's he's phenomenal. He's he's going to be a great pick again. He's going to go in the the first round or you know the very early picks of the second round at the latest, depending on league uh, rules and and scoring. So yeah, I mean there's not a lot to talk about there. He and Josh Allen's good. I think the only question with Josh Allen is Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, and we can get into that more when we do our, our rankings podcast for quarterbacks.
0: I think that's an easy pick. Um, let me give you an uh, this or the, uh, either or. I know this is not relevant, but I kind of like to play. Uh, this, is a, this is more of a joke, but and I'm going to take time for it because it's, my pod, it's our podcast. Um, who would you rather have, Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen? Oh, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Even though I mean, he's the cancer in the locker room?
1: Well, wait, are you talking about for real football or, yeah. or for fantasy? Both. Oh, for real Both. football? Uh, I mean, in fantasy, it's Stephon Diggs, no question. Adam Thielen is thirty-two; he's getting up there in years for a football player. Uh, though still younger than me, so I don't like actually calling him old at this point. But uh, and and he's the second, you know, he's second fiddle to Justin Jefferson now on the Vikings. Stephon Diggs is the alpha of the Bills team and is is still much younger. Uh, and has a lot left in the tank. So I think Diggs is much better from a fantasy perspective. Real life, it really just depends on your locker room. If you need a veteran leader, I'd probably go with Adam Thielen, but Stephon Diggs is a better, more athletic player at this point in their careers.
0: I think he's just as good at running routes as Thielen is. I think that's Thielen's big thing. Good yeah, hands that, yeah, routes. that's always
1: been Thielen's big things, and Diggs is is just as good. Diggs is probably be, is better at that right now. Like on the field, I don't think there's a
0: question. Diggs is a superior player at this point. We don't care about Dawson Knox, do we? Even though they pass a lot.
1: No, no. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's he's it's the tight end by the way. Diggs,
0: yeah. Okay. I mean, let's move on to a, a very interesting team. Um, so, the Miami Dolphins. Have a quarterback named Tua Tonga okay, and that was pretty good. Yes, I know. And so, over what last year he averaged fourteen point three five points per game, which would make him quarterback twenty over sixteen games. We love to extrapolate over the course of an entire season. I, think I
1: know I put a lot of those <laughs> things in the notes because I know you love that particularly, Steve.
0: It's it's the best way to analyze a player and and project them for uh for the next year exactly but my question to you is can a fumble become a touchdown pass is that possible i mean yes so i would put i would put two at the over this year then over 14.35 points per game if a fumble can become a touchdown pass i think he has big upside this year
1: you know, I miss doing these podcasts because I don't <laughs> even know where you're getting this little this little skit from or or what fumble issues you're talking about because I don't think, too, was particularly egregious in that. But, but I like it. I'm enjoying this, Steve. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to improve from year one to year two as most uh, quarterbacks do. The only question really for the Dolphins is they're the team rumored to be the favorites to land Deshaun Watson if he even plays this year, and so I have no idea what that would do, what that would mean for Tua, what that would mean for the Dolphins and Texans. And, and again, it, we don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to be eligible to play or if he's going to be suspended all season. So kind of a lot up in the air there. But I do think Tua is a good young prospect to watch, but he's not on the fantasy radar in anything but the deepest of
0: leagues. So they added Will Fuller. How long is he suspended? Just for the
1: one first game of the year. Just the first game. Oh, so yep. He he missed five last year, and then his sixth game is going to be week one this season.
0: I remember a couple years back, Devontae Parker shined. Right when was it? Was it he shined when the backup or the second wide receiver was hurt, or he shined when the second wide receiver was playing?
1: He shined when the other receivers were hurt, and so mm-hmm. he took a big step forward. Took a, a bit of a step back last season. You know he's. He's fine. I I don't think he's anything special either. And with Will Fuller coming to town, with the Dolphins drafting Jalen Waddow to his former teammate in Alabama, uh, in the first round, I think there's not going to be enough balls to go around mm. to feed all these receivers. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotcha early. Um, so I'm not super high in any of them. Will Fuller, not only is he suspended, so that's one game he's going to miss, but he is as big of injury risk as anyone in the nfl so i don't i don't love him either the only player i really like on the dolphins uh is miles gaskin the running back he had 164 points in just 10 games last season really looked like a complete running back could go up the middle to the outside and catch passes uh i think he's really being slept on uh right now and is going to be a very valuable pick for someone uh this season
0: Mm. i don't think he stays healthy um you're talking about Gaskin, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't think he stays healthy. But yeah, I, I I would pick him up as like a flex, but he'll definitely go higher than that. Uh Mike Jasicki, don't care. Jalen Yeah, Waddle. he's just
1: kind of your run of
0: the mill average yeah. tight end. All right, Patriots. Um Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. So who is better with Cam Newton at quarterback? Who, I mean, for fantasy, neither. neither.
1: I mean, this is this is like the biggest disappointing thing in fantasy. You took two of the you know the, the most electric tight ends in the NFL, who were really fun to watch and, and really good for fantasy teams for stretches, and then you put them both on the Patriots with either Cam Newton or rookie Mac Jones, who I don't expect either one to be uh, particularly proficient this year in the passing game, and now neither one of them are worthwhile tight ends if you ask me. I just don't know why you'd risk it when you have no idea how these targets are going to be split up.
0: Didn't they draft a good running back?
1: Uh no, not really. They have uh Damian Harris. He's a, you know, young guy, just uh this is just his second or third year in the in the league. Um he's going to be a solid player, but it's, you know, still Bill belichick led team. I'm expecting them to platoon uh, their running backs even with the trade of Sony Michelle, James White's still around, JJ Taylor's still around.
0: Um This feels so, like a fantasy abyss.
1: Yeah, it is. All I right, mean the, the biggest name on this team is Nelson Aguilar, who they got who? in free agency from the Raiders, who set, you know, career highs in everything last season, but was still just wide receiver twenty nine. So even him I don't think is worth uh really
0: considering strongly for your fantasy team. Last but not least uh the new york jets 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 uh they have the electric the future hall of famer possibly 49 touchdowns this year zach wilson what do you what do you how do you feel about zach wilson this year aside from you know the obvious he's going to be setting rookie records all all over the place yeah i mean because
1: what jets high profile rookie has ever failed right Uh, no, I mean, Zach Wilson's looked really good in the preseason, you know, drafted high in the first round, Uh, all the, the background data is there to make you think he could succeed. Uh, you know, he's got a good arm. He, He can run enough to add some value, which is important for rookie quarterbacks, I think in fantasy, but I don't trust the Jets organization. I don't trust this team. There's not, I don't think there's a ton of talent on the offense, um, and I think the Jets are going to be rebuilding. I like Zach Wilson in Dynasty. He's probably my third favorite rookie quarterback for for Dynasty purposes. Uh, but other than that, I don't have a, a ton of interest really in him or, or anyone else on this roster.
0: Zach Wilson for at least five years will not exceed 25 touchdowns. Hot take. <laughs>
1: Do you want me to react to that? I don't think that's a yeah. bad take at all. Like I, I think that's well within the, the possibility. That might be a little low, just given the state of the NFL and how. I mean, Kirk Cousins throws thirty-five touchdowns every year at this point, and it's not like we consider him. So, base, so
0: based, so based upon preseason, based upon preseason data that you've gathered, would you rather have Zach Wilson or Kirk Cousins? Oh, Kirk Cousins.
1: I mean, come on, Kurt, Kurt Cousins is a top 12 quarterback every single year. Like, from a fantasy perspective, Kurt Cousins is the epitome of the streaming quarterback or your backup quarterback in any fantasy league. You don't want him to be your starter, but he's he's going to end the year top 13.
0: Interesting. I don't know. Based on preseason data, I'd take Zach Wilson. Well, I, don't, I, don't I don't think, think it's even close. Terrible.
1: We're we're talking way too much about
0: the Vikings for the AFC East preview pod. Hey, we and have Minnesota fans. I'm not
1: even the one bringing them up.
0: We have a Minnesota contingent. <laughs> uh, Tevin Coleman. Who cares, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, again, like it's Tevin Coleman, and then Ty Johnson and Michael P. Ryan are are back for the Jets from last season, and they drafted Michael Carter in in the fourth round. He's, uh, you know. He put up good college numbers, but every running back that's drafted in the NFL put up great college numbers. I don't think any of these guys is going to be anything particularly special. Um, And if you want to draft one, I think you're just rolling
0: the dice and, and hoping for the best in a very late round. Would you rather have Corey Davis or Jameson Crowder as your number three wide receiver? Uh, a couple
1: weeks ago I would have said Jameson Crowder just because I liked uh his role in, in you know any offense as the slot receiver, but Zach Wilson and Corey Davis have looked like they really have a good rapport going, and so I take Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a big guy, right? Yeah, Corey Davis is a pretty big guy. You know, he was the number five overall draft pick uh years ago with, with Tennessee. He's been in some respects, a bust. He hasn't lived
0: up to that he's, high draft. He
1: status. was in but the a solid NFL player.
0: He was in the LeBron draft, right? I mean, the Lequan. Yeah,
1: draft. I think he was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, we don't talk about him.
0: Is he still in the NFL, Treadwell? He is. Yeah, Treadwell is. I think he's in uh, Jacksonville now. Oh, that's a hot hot place right now. Yeah. Good for him moving up all right any final comments on the afc east who do you think wins the division
1: the bills but it, this is a terrible division it's it's terrible for real life football it's going to be boring for fantasy i think this is if you had, this had to pick not our best one to start with it just happened to be alphabetical
0: i think first. the bills are interesting um do if you had to pick a defense in this division to stream a third of the weeks of the season which one would you pick Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, they had a good year last year. I like that their offense is so powerful. It's likely going to put them ahead in games, force their opponents to throw a lot. Not to mention, I mean, look at the quarterbacks the Bills get to face. Uh, Tua, a second-year player, Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Not Neither one scares you. And then Zach Wilson, a rookie. So even if he's really good, there's kind of a cap on how scary a rookie can be to an opposing defense, and he's going to make mistakes. So I, I like the Buffalo defense quite a bit this season.
0: Okay. I would take Miami based upon how di- how well they did last year. But
1: Buffalo. That's fair. I
0: like Miami, too. All right. NFC East. There's teams in this. I don't know who America's they are. America's teams. Ameri- we'll, All
1: four of them. All four of them. These are the only ones America cares about.
0: We'll save the most interesting team for last uh, because I think that's the one that everyone and their moms are interested in this year. All right. So, first off, Dallas... Cowboys and right there with those two sentences (laughs) you just pissed off all of Texas (laughs) Dak is back I don't I don't care I don't think he was that good I think that they were in garbage he played well last year in garbage time and threw like 500 yards because other teams were like in prevent defenses but yeah and and
1: that's why (laughs) I care because the Dallas defense is terrible and I think they're gonna be terrible again this season and so I I don't think Dak is going to put up the seven thousand yards and sixty touchdowns that he was on pace for before he got on injured. Pace, please. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why the, that's where those pace stats are crazy. No one's throwing for seven thousand yards in a season. That would break the old record by uh, two thousand yards. And even with an extra game this year, that's not going to happen. But I I do like this offense. I mean, you can't deny they're talented. Dak Prescott is at least. At worst, an average NFL starting QB, uh, and it's probably you know better than that. Elliott's really good. Uh, Tony Pollard, their backup running back, is good too. And you know we all know their receivers, so it's a good offense. I like Dak. I don't think uh, he's anything super exciting, but it doesn't seem like people are drafting him as if he's going to repeat what he did in a quarter of season last season.
0: Would you rather have Amari Cooper as your number one wide receiver? or CD Lamb as your number 3 wide receiver. I mean, obviously
1: CD Lamb cuz they're very close, but they're not being drafted like that CD Lamb is going ahead of Amari
0: Cooper in drafts. So, so I, I, I actually like Amari
1: I, Cooper as the best value.
0: Of the way I envision Washington this court. is that you're if you're getting CD Lamb as number 3, you're you're going zero running back. If you're getting Amari Cooper as number 1, you're you probably going running back, running back, or tight end running back.
1: Uh, I mean, I actually kind of like that thought process where if you're going running back, running back, shoot for the moon with Amari Cooper and hope he just goes insane with ha- with Dak for a full season, uh, where CeeDee Lamb might be a little safer, and Amari Cooper does tend to be 40 points or 8 points every week, so... I, I don't hate that idea, but yeah, I, I like Cooper the most in, you know, straight up. And if Cooper's being drafted after CD lamb, uh, I definitely think Amari Cooper's the better play this season.
0: Tight ends play for this team or not. I don't think they do. Right. They don't have tight. They not a don't ton. tight ends. I mean,
1: Dalton Schultz last season was tight end 11 in fantasy. So it's on the fringe. Blake Ooh. Jarwin is probably going to be the starting tight end. He got hurt early last year and missed um, almost the entire season. Uh, so if he takes over the role, he's kind of interesting. But again, it's just another tight end you draft in the 16th round and just kind of put in, in on your bench as is a backup in case
0: he's needed. Do you, I I know in certain situations you might be okay, content with having any, you know, a Dallas Cowboys player on your team. Are you targeting any Dallas Cowboys players? Because I am not, I have no interest in them.
1: So, so we might as well get into it. So running backs are just weird this season. I think Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are heads and tails above everyone else and are the top two picks in in the draft in, in some order. Uh, I prefer Dalvin Cook, but it's definitely a debate. Ezekiel Elliott right now is my number three running back. It, it's him or Saquon Barkley who we'll talk about. I don't love either one. Uh, Elliott did not look great last season, especially with Dak out it uh, makes you think he's kind of reliant on the whole offense clicking to be productive. And uh Tony Pollard, the Cowboys backup, uh actually looked better than Zeke in some games last season. So that kind of scares me. Uh and, on you know, the other side, Saquon Barkley's coming off major knee injury, and sometimes it takes a you know a full year and a half for a player to really get back to their old level, even if they're active in games. So Elliott is my number three running back right now. Barkley's fourth, but I'm not happy about. Taking either one of them,
0: I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm pro- I don't think I'm going to be wrong about this, but I don't think Saquon Barkley ever has another, um, not even like, like fantasy leading season, but like a top ten running back season in his career.
1: Yeah, that's that's totally possible. That's why I'm I'm not thrilled that I just can't find another running back that I think has the same possible
0: upside that he does. So you're not really interested in Zeke or Tony Pollard, but you wouldn't be unhappy if you had them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: I mean if I if I have like the fifth pick in the draft and Zeke is still there, um, you know, I, I'd probably graph him. It with the third or fourth picks in the draft, I'm I'm probably reaching for a wide receiver or tight end that we'll talk about in, in later previews, but
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right. Next up New York Giants. Now my number Let's see. My number eleven, uh, quarterback this year would be Danny Dimes. I'm putting I I will always put him at least one ahead of Kirk Cousins, because he kind of reminds me of Kirk Cousins, where he just he's not very good, and he throws interceptions and has a lot of fumbles, and he doesn't really help his team. He's more of like a liability, but people want him to be good, and they always give him the benefit of the doubt. So. What do you think, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, number eleven QB overall?
1: I think you're crazy, but you're you're doing this to get a rise out of me and our listeners, so that that's fine. You you do you, Steve. Uh, but no, I wouldn't take him ahead of I think like any of the starting rookie quarterbacks. Like, give me Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, really any of those guys ahead of Daniel Jones. I just don't think Daniel Jones is. Is that good? I don't think this offense is going to suit him that well or lead to him being exceptional because I do think Saquon Barkley is going to get a decently heavy workload. So, so yeah, I have no desire to have Daniel Jones on any of my teams.
0: You don't think Jason Garrett is going to gonna help him? No, is, I is don't. Is he kind of a QB whisper? Like I a, mean, like if, if,
1: if, you told, if, if Dak Prescott came out and said that Jason Garrett was responsible for everything Dak did
0: and became than maybe but I don't think that's accurate so no well we talked about Saquon Kenny Galladay got picked up by the Giants Kenny uh I like to not catch any balls for the first four games of the season Galladay how do you think he's going to fare with Danny Dimes well
1: he's going from one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league who just played with a bad team and Matt Stafford to a not very good quarterback. So I think Galladay is going to go down uh, kind of across the board with his numbers. He's still a great player uh, and a, a fantastic wide receiver. I just don't think he's going to get the volume or the amount of well-thrown balls you know, headed his direction that he needs to be an elite fantasy prospect.
0: I'm pretty far off of Evan Ingram this year. And even now that especially now that they have Kyle Rudolph, who is a he's basically there to catch touchdowns. I i have no interest in Evan Ingram.
1: That's totally fair. I like Evan Ingram as kind of a sleeper. I think if I draft two tight ends, he's likely to be uh, the second tight end I target because I agree. I don't think he's anything exciting. If he was if I was the last team in my league to take a tight end, he was my starter. Fine. Um, but. As a backup tight end, I think he has the potential to jump up draft board, you know, jump up the, the tight end rankings. Because don't forget, just a couple of years ago, he was the fifth overall drafted tight end in, in most leagues. So I'm not ready to completely write him off. It's just this team is is loaded with receiving talent given Saquon Barkley's good for at least 60 targets, if not hundred. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton are all all good players all gonna get their targets and the Giants drafted Kadarius Tooney in the first round uh, who you know is a very quick deep threat and so deep what again yeah deep
0: threat oh okay it's a family podcast. Is it though? <laughs> Next up um, this is a team uh, Philadelphia Eagles they have Joe Flacco starting right? Joe MVP Flacco. That is
1: that is incorrect. <laughs> they, have, they have the running back known as Jalen Hurts starting. I thought I thought he didn't name a starter yet. The coach. I, Jalen Hurts is starting for the Eagles, unless Gardner Minshew comes oh. in and takes over after being there for all of three days.
0: The Minshew. No, the pistachio. The, the, stash the pistachio.
1: The minstash. Yeah. I mean, right now Jalen Hurts is the starter. Now, he was exceptionally good in in fantasy last season <laughs> um, in his, you know, four and a half games because of how much, how many yards he got on the ground. Uh, he never completed more than 50% of his passes, didn't look like an NFL quarterback when he was throwing the football, uh, but was very much Lamar Jackson-esque uh, when he was running it. So He's interesting for fantasy. I don't really want him on my team. I want someone I can trust a little more. Um, and if it comes to bite me, so be it. I don't think that there's, you know, it's very likely that there's two Lamar Jackson type quarterbacks out there at a given time that can get you 70% of their value on the ground and be fantasy value, you know, a good fantasy value. So I don't really like Jalen Hurts. And, and for me, while running quarterbacks generally help their running backs in, in terms of production. I don't love Miles Sanders with Jalen Hurts at quarterback either because Sanders was as interesting as he was because of his ability to catch passes and operate in space. With Jalen Hurts, defenses are going to be crowding the line of scrimmage. They're going to have seven, eight guys in the box. That's not good for Miles Sanders. He's not the type of back to kind of break through those, those defensive fronts. And if you really looked at the, the games last season, well, Sanders did fine. He got a lot of points on like a couple eighty-yard touchdowns. You know, he get like one of those one big run a game that would kind of save his day, and so I don't think you can count on him as much either. He's still a, you know starting running back, but I think he's a low end RB two, as opposed to where he was being drafted last season in the top ten.
0: Why is Travis Fulgham the best wide receiver on this team?
1: He is the best wide receiver on his team that doesn't share a name with any other wide receiver on his team. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> He's the best Travis on was, this team. That was it's deep. A, it's a more eloquent way of saying it. Uh, but no, I, I like Devontae Smith a lot Is a talented player. Uh, again, like if Jalen hurts is the quarterback though, how could you trust any wide receiver or pass catcher for that matter? In, in this offense, Jalen Hurts is going to throw the ball less than 20 times a game which is absurdly low in the modern-day NFL. So I like the talent of a lot of these pass catchers because we haven't even gotten to the tight ends yet in Dallas Goddard. But except in dynasty leagues, I don't
0: have any faith that Devonta Smith is, is worth drafting this season. Wait, we care about the tight ends on this team? Ertz is like an old man out there, and Goddard gets hurt as well. I I don't care about any of them. Ertz is an old man that doesn't want to be there and his coach and his
1: team don't want him there, but yet he's still there because for some reason they haven't traded or cut him. So yeah, so he's cutting in Dallas Goddard's production. And and again, there's just not going to be enough pass attempts in this offense to, to warrant being high on anyone. So, so yeah, it's just, this is yet another point. We've, we've run into this a lot on this
0: podcast. A lot of teams we don't really care about. (laughs) Well, yeah, and also and also, um, this year I think it's going to be difficult with tight end. I think tight end is going to be difficult this year. I think if you want Waller... It's not going to be difficult for me because I'm taking
1: one of the top three tight ends in every league I'm in. First? In the first round? Not in the first round necessarily, but I'll be reaching for him if I have to.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get Waller in the third round. No. No, Kelsey's a first rounder. Waller and Kittle are
1: second rounders to me.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm saying like if you if you pick like in the first like two picks, or if you're one if you're one of the top three picks in your league, and you have the snake draft, I don't think you're getting.
1: No, you then, have to then go. You're have to hope to get probably George Kittle.
0: Yep. Yeah, you you either have to get take Kelsey first overall or second or third or whatever or. Not get any of them. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean that's true. That, that's, so, that's that's true. something for another podcast. But I, I just it makes me think about it because with Goddard and Ertz um, and Evan Ingram, I was like, I'm not interested in any of these guys. Who am I going to
1: draft? There is a very questionable tight end on the next team we're going to talk about mm. that was the tight end three last season.
0: I, I agree, very questionable. What? Yes. Now everyone's favorite. Team, the team we've all been waiting for, the Washington Guardians. I really hope that's not the name they go with. It was a joke because of the the Cleveland Guardians.
1: Oh, I've for, I I pre- forgotten about that already because that's such a terrible terrible name and even worse logo that I
0: haven't even... I was pretending I like I forgot my- that there's the Cleveland Guardians and that Washington changed their name. The Washington football team. <laughs> that's, such a, that, that's a better name. Um, That's a better name than the Cleveland Guardians. So they have the goat uh, coming back from last year as their QB Taylor Heineke. Um, Do you think that helps or hurts their new uh, their new pick Adam Humphreys? Their new pickup Adam Humphreys.
1: Kind of introduction was that? Like, how am I supposed (laughs) to respond to just like five incorrect statements in a row? And give anything helpful to our listeners. You don't like, think Heineke's the, the goat? He is. No, he's a gamer. I've liked him since he was a Vikings practice squad player, but he is not. Uh, he's not the starter. We've got Ryan Fitzmagic coming back, the Harvard grad, gonna give it another go for at least one more season. Um, you know, we everyone knows what you get with him. You have the really highs, and, you know, really big highs and the really big lows. Um makes him a good streaming quarterback if if Washington's playing a really terrible defense or is or a great offense to where you think they might fall behind, though that there might not be many of those games because the Washington football team actually has a pretty stout defense this year, or they should have one. Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick will be interesting though in, in games Washington scores a lot. And really this is this is a slept on offense, or maybe it's not that slept on, because I know both you and I are really high on them. And I think Basically every position in in fantasy has someone that's
0: really intriguing coming out of DC. I'm like this year because of this team. I'm finally okay being like pick six and above.
1: Yeah, I actually I love pick six this year. Like right there, that's that's the Travis Kelsey sweet spot into you know Amari
0: Cooper. Gross. And Terry McLaurin in rounds two and three. You're not getting my, Okay. Brian's unrealistic optimism. Uh, <laughs> McLaurin is already being overdrafted. Um, although... Can I don't, you overdraft the best fantasy value this season? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I shouldn't say that. Because I think that he... I should say next year... Next year, so not this year, coming up. But I think next year in drafts, he is going to be slated to go beginning of the second round, end of the first round, after this year. I 100%
1: agree. I mean, look what he did last year. He had 224 points over the season with Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball. I mean, and, and then when Dwayne Haskins... What about like, Kyle, Kyle Allen? Allen. Yeah. Or Taylor Heineke. Like, he had... He had high school players throwing him the ball and managed to be a wide receiver one. Like he is a phenomenal talent. He meshes perfectly with Ryan Fitzpatrick. All Ryan Fitzpatrick does is he likes to target his best players and just chuck the ball deep or just throw it into tight coverage and let his players try to make a play. That's where Terry McLaurin excels. I I think he's. I don't think Terry McLaurin could be overdrafted this year. I mean, sure. I guess if you took him in the first five picks, that would be overdrafting, but. If you took him as the like fourth or fifth wide receiver overall, I wouldn't think you're crazy.
0: I bet he take I bet he gets more points than Christian McCaffrey. I uh,
1: I'm not going there. I don't think McCaffrey's actually injury prone. So I I'll take McCaffrey over McLaurin. But uh but you do you. I you draft Terry McLaurin number one overall and see how that works out.
0: So Carolina last year they didn't have much of a quarterback either, right? Who did they have? I don't even remember. Teddy? Had Teddy. What are you doing? They had Teddy. <laughs> Don't you disparage Teddy. So oh, I have a I have a good Teddy bet for you, by the way. But that's that's later. Well, save that
1: oh. for when we get to the the South divisions.
0: Um But Curtis Samuel ended the year with two hundred and twelve points with Teddy Bridgewater. McLaren ended the year with two hundred and twenty four points with whoever was on that team. Oh Deuces, by the way, Dwayne Deuces Haskins. He he had a... a Two touchdowns instead of two interceptions in one game in the preseason.
1: Oh, okay. So Dwayne so, Haskins QB one, future Hall of Famer. Possibly. Yeah, um, he's definitely better than Kirk Cousins,
0: too. No question. Well, yeah, we don't even need to talk about that. That's that's <laughs> obvious. Um, but do you think do you think there there's a possibility of a switch? Like Brian Fitzpatrick, like recognizes how great Terry McLaren is, but he has a better connection with Curtis Samuel and forces him the ball.
1: I mean, Curtis Samuel is also a very good player. He was just slightly overshadowed by Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore being better wide receivers than Curtis Samuel, and that's not a knock on Samuel at all because those two players are really, really good. Um, Hold on on one sec. sec.
0: I think, think, though, that the Robbie Anderson greatness last year just fit into Teddy Bridgewater's play style.
1: Yeah, I I think so too. And I I think Curtis Samuels also did too. Like Bridgewater isn't a deep thrower and he is willing, you know, he'll check it down. He'll go through his reads, just find the open guy. Uh, And so I think that helped Samuel as well. See, see that's where I don't think Samuel fits in as well with Ryan Fitzpatrick because Curtis Samuel gets his yards after the catch gets his, you know, he takes the short passes and the slants and, and that's how he makes his, his living. Um, so I like Fitzpatrick to McLaurin is a, is a much better fit than Fitzpatrick to Samuel, though. Samuel will be good. Like, like I said, I have Adam Humphreys listed on our notes. Cause I even think he's due for a bounce back. You know, he, he's not a bad NFL player. I disagree with that. He was just the third receiver for the Titans, a team that almost never threw the ball. Cause they wanted to give Derrick Henry 800 carries over the last two seasons. So I think Humphreys is an interesting guy in deep, deep leagues or is like your fifth wide receiver on your bench. Um, Yeah, I I love this offense. And we haven't even gotten to the running back or tight end yet who are also going to be, you know, starters in fantasy.
0: Um, Speaking of the the running back, I have a either or for you. Okay. Um, Antonio Gibson or... um, I sure wrote this down who's, who's going to be The top wide receiver I have an order?
1: either or for you But I don't know Devontae Adams is Antonio. Antonio
0: Gibson Or Devontae Adams Oh Devontae Antonio Gibson Or too easy. AJ Brown Antonio Gibson Antonio Gibson That's a good one Antonio Gibson Or Who else was good last year Julio Jones. No, that's a joke. Julio's going to be garbage. (laughs) Um, Ridley, or Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Interesting. I would take Antonio Gibson over Ridley. Um, The only issue, right, I think you'll talk about him in a second, the only issue with Antonio Gibson is how many balls McKissick likes to handle.
1: Well, he handled a lot of them last year. 80 receptions for a guy that should be on a practice squad somewhere instead of a starting running back uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens uh because you know staff is all the same for washington so i don't know we can't completely discount what jd mckissick did last season where he got 191 points in fantasy he's not going to just go away but i do expect antonio gibson to take on a larger role and to work better with a capable quarterback that doesn't need an emergency dump off running back you know to be in routes constantly so i think gibson's due for a little bit of an increase Uh, and he was already fine last season had over 200 fantasy points Um, so i you know i think he's a solid rb2 with a lot of upside because he's a young guy he can get better and mckissick's gonna fall back to just you know being a,
0: a flex at best Mm, I think I agree with that. Um, you want to talk about Logan Thomas? I don't care. Not interested.
1: I think we have to. I mean, he ended the season last year as the, the tight end three. Uh, so, you it's know, it's not given. a tight
0: end three. That's like, it's like a tight end nine. It's like, it, it was like, uh, Wall. no, it was uh, Kelsey Waller, no one, no one, no one, no one, no one, no one, Thomas.
1: Yeah. And, and so that's where, the, exactly. I mean, that's a good point. It, and I even know it like, he was tight end three, but he had a hundred fewer points than Darren Waller, the tight end two. So it wasn't close. It really is Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and George Kittle, and then everybody else after that. Uh so it's not like you want to draft Logan Thomas early. Uh, but if he's still around, you know, in the seventh, eighth round, um, and people are taking other, you know, sexier tight ends ahead of him, uh, he's not a bad get. I think he's a fine tight end. Uh, again, uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I like the receivers more, so I don't expect Logan Thomas to repeat what he did last season. But he is going to be a starting tight end in a ten-team fantasy league.
0: I really hope someone leaves Kittle available for you to like just over to overdraft by a round. I really do. I hope you're like, oh, someone might take Kittle. I should I, grab him now. Or, I mean, I'm going to save it
1: for the the analysis and in the why. For when we get to the 49ers, but I love George Kittle this season. I'd
0: rather die than gra- draft George Kittle where he's supposed oh to be gosh. drafted.
1: You'd rather die than do a lot of things these days.
0: I'm just being dramatic. <laughs> All right. uh, Maybe we'll release this as our second one. We'll record them and maybe we don't release the AFC East and the NFC East um, <laughs> as the first one because... You know, it's kind of boring. I mean, you got, to recap, the Bills are interesting, the Dolphins. Patriots are an abyss. The Jets are the Jets. Cowboys are garbage. Giants are garbage. Eagles are garbage. Washington's interesting. So, like, out of those two divisions, you got Washington's interesting. Bills are good. And that's about it. So, hopefully the next ones are a little bit more interesting. I don't know what teams are in them. Um, because i don't actually memorize them i just watch the games but um well sometimes watch the games uh, but hey, brian do you have any final notes about these uh two teams or any players in them that you're really interested in or is it just the same washington's interesting and bills are good
1: yeah i mean i think you're over discounting the cowboys they're boring because they're predictable but they're good they're a good kind of predictable
0: they'll have one game a year where it's like, oh, it's gonna, it's a shootout, it's gonna go into overtime, and then at you know, oh two weeks later you're like, whatever, I don't care about the cowboys. Who cares? But that's about it. All right. Um as always, if you disagree with me or Brian, which you know that's probably more likely, uh, you can hit us up at tryhardfantasyfootball at gmail.com and we will answer your we'll try to respond to your um comments in a later podcast because these are going to be recorded and then released at once um so we probably won't respond in a preseason podcast but in a regular season podcast we will probably respond or maybe during a um uh one of our draft podcasts we will probably respond to your email if you if you send one so go ahead and send those um otherwise we will skip the segment if no one if no one sends emails <laughs> um thanks for showing up brian thanks for co-hosting and we'll see you next time I feel like i just say peace out or something